0: Hi, I'm Gertrude Keesley, and this is Kingdom Consciousness. Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come, Matthew 24, 14. Before Jesus returns to set up his kingdom in its final form, the gospel of the kingdom must be extended throughout the nations of the world. In order to preach the gospel of the kingdom, we as kingdom citizens must understand the kingdom of God. Before we can become custodian to the keys of the kingdom, we must first experience kingdom living. In the past, much emphasis has been placed on the life and ministry of the king of the kingdom. Jesus Christ, and rightly so. But not enough emphasis has been given to the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus told the religious leaders of his time, ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer them that are entering to go in Matthew twenty three thirteen. It was this gospel of the kingdom that was the central purpose of Christ's life. He began his earthly ministry by declaring the arrival of the kingdom. That's You can find that in Matthew 4.17. He ended his earthly ministry by speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom, Acts 1 and 3. In between the beginning and ending of his earthly ministry, the emphasis was on the kingdom. Luke 4.43 says, and he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore I am sent. The kingdom of God was the greatest concern of Jesus. His teachings and parables focused on the kingdom. His miracles were a demonstration of the kingdom of God in action. The phrases kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven are used over a hundred times in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We will explore the distinctions between these two. We are told to seek first the kingdom to pray for it and to preach it. We are told how to enter the kingdom and taught that residency in it requires a new lifestyle. God is equipping his citizens to become kingdom minded so that we can understand the business of the kingdom. We are sons and daughters of the king. Everything about us is royalty, but we must first adopt the mind of Christ in order to understand what that actually means. We cannot have a poverty mindset and expect to grasp the reality of how much God desires for us to prosper. But there is a greater purpose than just understanding kingdom principles. Citizens must go beyond mere knowledge of the kingdom to actually experience it and make it the central purpose of our living. So I invite you to come and go with me as we explore this most exciting, interesting and eye-opening subject. Hi, this is Gertrude Kiesley talking about being alert. We've been talking about that for a while now because the Bible teaches us that we are to be alert, watching for the return of Jesus. Many Christians are waiting for the return of Jesus, but not that many are watching for the return of Christ. The Bible doesn't teach us to wait for his return. We are to watch for his return. What is the difference between waiting and watching? Would you rather have when the enemy attack, someone who, on guard duty who is simply waiting for the enemy to show up or someone on guard duty who is watching to see if the enemy has shown up? The difference between waiting and watching here might mean the difference between life and death. The Bible teaches us that we are to be wide awake watching for the return of Jesus, not just waiting for it. Those who watch for it will keep themselves alert and self-controlled. Those simply waiting may slip into sloppy business with other things and let their priorities slip. There is a need for alertness. First Thessalonians, 5, 1 and 2 say, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Why do we need to have a watchful attitude? The momentum of fallen man will be toward getting worse and worse. If we are not on guard, we might allow ourselves to slip slowly away from a firm commitment to Christ. Paul's point in saying that Jesus will come like a thief in the night is simply to emphasize how those outside of Christ will be caught off guard. And for unbelievers, they will be caught off guard by Christ's coming. But for those watching for Christ's return, it will not be a great surprise. Paul describes these last days in his letter to Timothy, and I've quoted it many times. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7 said, They will be terrible times. People will be lovers of self, money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having forms of godliness, but denying its power. Talking about depraved minds. 1 Thessalonians 5.3 says, For when they shall say peace and safety, Then shall destruction come upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. They shall not escape. Now, the use of the illustration of a woman in labor is to show the fact that the return of Christ is a fact of certainty. Not, I mean, it's just as labor pains prove a baby is soon to come so will the rot of sin in increasing measure around the world prove that the soon coming king the soon coming king will prove that the soon coming of jesus christ that's what we're talking about during those last days people in the world will think things are really getting good. And they will be thinking peace and safety. While the world is saying peace and safety, doom will hit them at that very moment, my God. The world will be caught off guard. According to Mark 13, we as God's people are called upon a number of times in this passage Concerning the future to be watching, being alert, don't be deceived. Christians, listen to me, should never be lulled into contentment. So what is the nature of this alertness? First Thessalonians 4, 5, and 6 say, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you As a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do. We are not in darkness, meaning without understanding. It won't be a surprise to those watching for Christ's return because we expect it because we are not asleep like the world. We need to be alert, be conscious. To be alert means to be mentally sharp. This means being knowledgeable about the enemy, understanding of warfare, alert to dangers, planning for the future. Those who simply wait for the future are not alert or not conscious to the issues of the day. Those who are watching out for the future are alert to the need now to be ready for tomorrow. The need now to be ready for tomorrow. And in verse seven and eight of that chapter, it continued: for they that sleep, Sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. Those that are really watching and not just waiting are usually those who are self-controlled. They know the seriousness of the coming future. That's why they are watching and not just waiting. Sleep and drunkenness, the lack of self-control. God's people need to be alert mentally and we need to be self-controlled. It's the ability to not only know what is right and wrong, but the ability to do what is right and avoid doing what is wrong. Hallelujah. We must guard ourselves against the influences of this world. For many Christians, they feel good about not failing in big ways. But listen, we must guard our hearts against the smaller attitudes that can be just as painful and damaging as those big sins. That's what we call big sins. We tend to be off guard against the smaller things, yet many times they are the things that trip us up. Don't you agree? There was a gentleman named Bobby Leach. He was an Englishman. He startled the world some years ago by going over Niagara Falls in a barrel and he came out unscathed. A feat that very few have done. But sometime later, he was walking down the street and slipped on an orange peel and had to be rushed to the hospital with a badly fractured leg. He wasn't as watchful on the daily road as he had been with the big river, and it cost him it cost him a lot. First Thessalonians five nine through eleven says. For God has not appointed unto us wrath, but to obtain salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. Why say alert and self-control? Because we have not been appointed for wrath. 5, 9, 8 says, we are not children of the dark, but of light. God has prepared something better for us than what we have now. Amen, amen. Why do guards stay alert on duty? Because they know that eventually the war will end and those alive will go home again. There is a future worth staying alert for. We are not simply passing time. We are watching for our Lord's return by staying alert mentally and self-control. Even if Jesus doesn't come in our lifetime, listen, we need to leave the next generation a witness of having been on duty during our lifetime. When our children look back on our lives, what will they see? Will they see servants of the Lord that have been faithful to be watching or adults who are running around waiting for the Lord but passing time doing a thousand different things? Paul ends with encourage one another, build each other up. Those on guard duty can encourage and be encouraged. There is peace among the soldiers when they know that they have good guards on duty. So as I bring this to a close, are you just killing time waiting for Jesus to return? Or are you really making time productive while watching for his return? One role of the church that's waiting Christ's return is that of a sentry, S-E-N-T-R-Y. We are to be watchful or on guard duty. We are to be alert. We are to be conscious. We are to understand the days in which we live. A good guard is alert mentally and self control. The church is moving closer to the day that Christ will come. So be on guard, saint. Be wide aware and stay conscious. Do not lose consciousness. God bless you. Have a wonderful Christmas we we'll